Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 575. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to implore you and me to not waste any decade of our life, any time, much less a decade, to not waste, to not look back and regret. And I know that sounds like a broad statement, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from here. I saw this thread on Reddit titled, How Did You Waste Your 20s? And it was filled with people sharing their regrets from their 20s. <laughs> kind of a downer of a of a post, but I read through it to see if I could find some common themes that we could talk about and apply to our lives so we could avoid doing them ourselves. And I did find something. I found a common thread here that I want to highlight so that we can collectively draw a line in the sand and find resolve to not do, to not get pulled into repeating the mistakes that so many make, whether it's our 20s, our 30s, 40s, or beyond. So here, just real quick to start, here are some of the answers I saw to the question, how did you waste your 20s? One person said, I wasted my 20s trying to win the approval and respect of people who are barely blips on my radar now. Another person said, daydreaming too much with little action. By thinking my dream job or life would magically appear without me having to work for it or hoping I'd suddenly win the lottery. Someone else said, I was afraid to try new things. I was afraid to be myself. I was fake until I was 28 years old. It took me a while to realize it. I spent eight years of my 20s being some guy that I wasn't. Another person said, it took me a long time to gather the courage to reach out and get into therapy. I always distrusted psychologists and psychiatrists because my mother said hers was useless and annoying, so I thought they just didn't work. I wish I would have started it sooner. It would have spared me years of misery. Lastly, I lived a life my parents wanted. They were abusive growing up, but my brother was the worst, and it wasn't until later that I realized this. 
So those are some of the answers, right? And I bet you can relate to some of those. I, I know I sure can. But, you know, here's the deal with looking back and regretting time in our life. Regret, of course, thrives on hindsight. That's our ability to see clearly what we should have done. Now, of course, that it's entirely too late to do anything about it. It's like this emotional debt that we accrue and we rack up when we spend time dwelling on the past, thinking about the past, ruminating on the past instead of, you know, making new moves in the future. And I think it's very natural to regret things. It's human. It's a byproduct of our innate desire to make sense of the world, to create a narrative that feels coherent and clear and meaningful in the present. It's the, this is the cost, the emotional cost of being human, of having freedom of choice. So it's not all bad. You know, regret should fuel us in a sense. It's, it's a sign that we care deeply about life, about the paths we take, that we have emotions that say, uh-oh, <laughs> right? And it's a reminder that at the end of the day, we are, in a sense, trying to do the best we can with the time we've got. And in that Reddit thread, someone commented something similar. They said, no, no, bad question. Not a single one of us, quote, wasted our 20s. We did the best we knew how to do. All of us did the best we knew. So regretting everything, lamenting over time lost, acting like you knew better but wasted it, that's a stupid thing to do. That's what they said. And, you know, I can appreciate that sentiment a little bit. Indeed, at any given moment, what we did was what we thought was best. We acted out of self-preservation or, or comfort maybe, or we followed a path that we assumed was right for us. So in a sense, yeah, you know, we did the best we could. But in hearing some of those answers that I just rattled off, there is a theme there. There's a theme there. I see a majority of the regret described there. And if I'm honest, it's true to my life too. And that regret comes from inaction. It comes from indecision inaction and indecision those like emotions those emotional states are breeding grounds for regret and in those instances where you're not exactly doing what you think is best you're not really doing anything you're waiting or you're hoping for a sign you're just kind of in the gray you're not committing you're not choosing a path you're not doing anything you know hoping that the answer will present it you know to you and so you sit in that space for long enough are you honestly doing the best you can are you actually acting on what you think is the best path forward? I don't think so. So I kind of disagree with that statement of looking at regret and say, well, it's the, the best I could do. I don't think so because the majority of regret comes from inaction or indecision. And you sit in that space for long enough and voila, you wake up and you're describing regret in the form of all the answers I just mentioned, being someone you're not, not taking action, waiting for too long. So in the instances specifically of inaction or indecision, you're not doing the best you could. You're waiting. You're waiting. So I want to do this episode to help us all, myself included, find clarity in our lives and minimize the amount of time we spend in indecision or inaction. Because I have found, as I'm sure you have as well, that outside of the like big, call them mistakes we make in life, the big, bold things we did that, yeah, now in hindsight, we wish we could go back and undo. Maybe a, a drunk mistake or a big moment born of a big emotion like anger or frustration. Outside of those few things that we do regret, I have found that regret doesn't usually come from moments of doing or doing too much or making wrong choices usually comes from the things we didn't do, the choices we didn't make, the, the paths we didn't take, the words we didn't say, the chances we didn't at least try to seize. 
And those things creep up on us. It's like the saying that things, you know, things in life happen slowly and then all at once, right? All that indecision, all that waiting, all that inaction, it seems like a smart move in the present. We tend to do this thing where we kind of rebrand it as waiting for the right moment or waiting until we're ready or or we just call it patience. I'm just being patient. But then you snap your fingers and you've spent years in a waiting room of sorts. That is inaction and indecision. And that leads to sitting and waiting and regret. Comfort zones, right? That's where this these things thrive. Comfort zones are prisons, truly. And we willingly lock ourselves into them because we mistake security for freedom. But is that really freedom? Is waiting really freedom? Is wishing really freedom? I don't think so. And I think we can look at our lives through this lens and find a catalyst to act more and minimize regret, right? So inaction, inaction is, it's sitting, it's waiting. It's like sitting on a bench at a, at a crossroads and watching opportunities pass by like, like cars on a highway. And it's born from very normal human emotions, right? Like fear and doubt and perfectionism. We wait for the perfect moment, the perfect condition, the perfect feeling of readiness. And that, of course, is a myth. <laughs> but that hesitation, that pause, it sneaks up on us and it becomes a breeding ground for regret. So that's inaction. And indecision, though, is like the cousin of inaction. It, it's we're paralyzed at the crossroads. It's not just our inability to choose. It's being caught in, in the headlights of potential outcomes, we're running the what-ifs, we're ruminating, we're worried about if we take a step forward, maybe we'll actually go backwards. And so we become terrified about making the wrong choice, so much so that we end up making no choice at all. And we trick ourselves into believing that by not choosing, we avoid any potential fallout of making a bad choice. But of course, hindsight will show us that indecision, no choice, is in itself a choice. It's choosing to let life happen to us rather than for us letting the, the current of whatever circumstance you're caught in in life decide the direction that you go. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and a versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. Right, so in action and indecision. And I was thinking about this, like how do we tackle these human feelings? These are human emotions, human mindsets, mentalities that technically I think they're probably ingrained in us in us as like preservation tactics because we think they protect us. But how do we how do we break free of those if we've proven just through a couple minutes here that they lead to regret? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is realize that it's kind of ironic. The the irony of all this is that most of our regret from inaction or indecision, it stems from an overestimation of consequences in life. We conjure up in our heads these absolutely catastrophic outcomes for potential failings. In our heads, it becomes all gloom and doom describing what might happen if we act. But in reality, if we did act, or we decided to act, or we finally make a choice and we failed, we'd realize that that it's okay, <laughs> that it's more than okay. We need the experience. We could figure out what to do next. It allows us to grow. We'd be okay if we just did it, but we don't. So it, it blooms and becomes this gloom and doom scenario. No choice is a choice, but it doesn't give us anything. <laughs> and I think we need to come, to come to terms with the irony of that. But from there, it's about action. The antidote to inaction, the antidote to indecision isn't like reckless action. It isn't like being impulsively reckless, but I do think it's a sort of like intentional YOLO, intentional YOLO, right? Call that. It's recognizing that this idea of the perfect moment is a myth. It's a myth. It's realizing that readiness in life comes from doing, not waiting. You don't get more ready by waiting. You get more ready by doing. It's understanding that every decision we make in life carries weight, particularly the ones that we don't make. And the burden of indecision is heavy. Dare I say it's heavier. It's hard to try something and fail, but I think it's way harder to look back and wonder what if. So answer that question. What is heavier? Regret or failure? An embarrassing moment or regret? I think regret is way heavier. And life is all about trade-offs. Life is about trade-offs in, in every area. And we've decided that some trade-offs are worth it. We've decided that, for instance, we'd rather enjoy certain foods than have a perfect body or perfect diet. We've made that decision. We've decided that trade-off is worth it. We've decided that we'd like to enjoy going out with friends and drinking and staying up late rather than having a perfect sleep regimen. We've decided to have a social life and friends and make time for family instead of having extreme ambition. We've made those decisions in certain areas of life. We've decided that that trade-off is fine and good. But when it comes to like who we are and purpose and passion and vision, it's all indecision and inaction. We haven't made the decision 
to <laughs> decide on a certain trade-off. We haven't. We're sitting in inaction and we're sitting in indecision. So I say, weigh the weight, <laughs> consider the weight of regret, feel its weight. And then I advocate for a sense of intentional YOLO. And this isn't about reckless abandon or throwing caution to the wind. It's a philosophy that balances mindfulness with spontaneity, balance. Life is a one-time offer, <laughs> and the currency we have are moments. Be patient, be intentional, but seek decisions, make decisions, do things, do things. Do things that bring depth and joy to your existence. Don't hope that waiting will bring them into your life. Waiting doesn't make you ready. Doing does. Replace what if with let's see. Trade the safety of your comfort zone for curiosity, right? And I know that sounds cheesy, but every moment that you spend hemming and hawing, which side note, I love that phrase, hemming and hawing, every moment that you spend doing that, every opportunity you let slide because you're waiting for the perfect time, frankly, it's a it's like a slap in the face to your future self who's going to look back and regret that comfort zone that you sit in so cozily it becomes more permanent than you might realize slowly and then all at once boom regret we need to stop idolizing the myth of the perfect moment the perfect decision the perfect level of readiness life is messy life is unpredictable it's uncontrollable but that's the beauty of it we are fully equipped to react the most vibrant stories, rewarding stories come from the moments where you say, let's find out. This is the philosophy that I advocate for. And I think the idea is to be fully present in any given moment, but like have a compass in hand, like know your values, understand what matters to you, let those guide you, but jump in, jump into spontaneous moments, but know why you're doing it. Is it for the thrill? Is it for the story? What is the intention? As long as you have that, I think you're on the right track, right? Spontaneity and mindfulness. Life is too short to spend it all in a safe zone, in a comfort zone, right? But that doesn't mean you should jump off every cliff you see. It's about calculated risks and asking yourself, will I regret not doing this? If you think your future self might say yes, then it's worth a shot. So that's it. I'll end it right here. I hope this was helpful in some way. If it was, I'd be grateful if you share this episode or this podcast with a friend. Just send them the link to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you for doing that. It means a lot. But that is it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Want to make smart trading decisions fast? Decision Tech from Fidelity can help. You'll get heads-up alerts on market events and insights that can inform your buy and sell decisions. Plus, you can trade fractional shares with zero commissions for online U.S. stocks and ETFs. Never miss an opportunity. 
That's Decision Tech from Fidelity. Get started at fidelity.com slash trading. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.